Hey everybody, what's going on? Steve here. Uh, just wanted to say what's up before the episode. Uh, how is everybody doing? How has your week been? OC Fair almost over this Sunday, the 22nd. This is final day. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun making connections. Uh, tonight... I went and saw the final showing of the three nights that they presented Rob Zombie's Three From Hell. Hi, Ozzy. So those of you that don't follow me on my personal, uh, my wife and I adopted a dog this Thursday. He was five months old. We adopted him from an animal shelter. We didn't buy him from a a personal breeder. We adopted because... That's what everyone should do. Everyone should do- adopt a dog from a shelter. They're adorable. He's five months old, and his name is Ozzy. And he came over to say hi to me while I was recording. I went and saw Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. Uh, that is the continuation in his, uh, I what, what, a three-movie series? It was The House of a Thousand Corpses, and then it was uh, The Devil's Rejects, and then it was Three from Hell. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. Uh, I'm not a fan of House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, I am a fan of The Devil's Rejects, and I usually find with most fans, uh, most fans, that's how it goes. Uh, you love one and hate the other. Um, but I really enjoyed Three from Hell. I thought it was really well done. Uh, it was a good, um, if you want to call it closing of, of the story, it was good. Uh, I'm not going to say much. It's, it's, it, as far as I know, it was a fathom event for three days. Today was the last day I was lucky enough to be able to go see it. Um, and yeah, I think it's going direct to on demand and POV and all of that jazz. Um, this week on the podcast, Amy Miller, she is a stand-up comedian and she is a fellow podcaster. She has her own podcast, Who's Your God? You could check it out. It's her and other comedians talking about religion and comedy and things like that. Uh, you may know her from Doug Loves Movies. That's primarily where I know her from. I was fortunate enough to meet her uh, at Malton Fest. This goes all back to Malton Fest. And hopefully more connections from Malton Fest come through. I really don't think they're going to. But I really hope they do. Um, I met Amy at Malton Fest when she was a guest on Doug Loves Movies. Uh, and I caught her after the first night. Uh, even though that was back in... I think February, but you know, people are busy. Things happen. Uh, hopefully lots of good guests coming, uh, our way. Uh, I'm having f- um, life. I'm having life. Life is life, man. Um, but guess what I'm keeping? I'm keeping that positive mental attitude, that PMA. <clears throat> I'm going out there every day and I'm keeping a smile, uh, sitting at a light, looking around, I see the person next to me looking at me. I give them a smile. I try and brighten days. Um, yeah, kids, that's that's about it. Shoot Amy a message online. Uh, tell her if you enjoyed her on the show. Uh, if you didn't enjoy her on the show, shut your mouth. Don't say shit. I'm just kidding. All right, guys, I'm fucking tired. It's almost midnight. It's 1143. Uh, I am about to play a couple quick rounds of Dead by Daylight.
on PlayStation. Uh, they just released a new expansion, Stranger Things. I'm super excited. The Demigorgon is a killer, and the Hawkins Lab, and two new survivors, Steve, and I think it's Nancy. I forget the girl. It's like his girlfriend in the show, I think. It's one of the brothers, sisters, or something. I don't know. Guys, I'm rambling. I'm going to get going. Amy Miller on the show. Uh, it's a little bit of a short one, but that doesn't matter. Every episode is a good episode because we keep putting them out every week for you to enjoy. Uh, please, if you have a moment, uh, go on iTunes and subscribe and rate and review. And if you haven't already, check it out. <laughs> Checked it out. Uh, I have a YouTube page now. Uh, you could just look up the last podcast you'd want on YouTube. Uh, I've only put out three videos. I think three videos. I don't know. I'm so tired. I put out two or three videos. Uh, and please go uh, subscribe and like and review and all that good jazz. Guys, I'm going to let it get going. Uh, I'm going to finish up the episode. Uh, the introduction. I'm so tired. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last podcast you want. Uh, tip the veal, try the staff, enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the last podcast you'd want. Steve here with another episode. I have with me today a comedian and a fellow podcaster, Amy Miller. Amy, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm a fan of yours. I've caught you uh, with your specials. I've, I've seen you live several times on Doug Loves Movies. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I'm glad it finally worked out. As am I. Uh, a question I always like to start with, and some people sometimes don't have an answer for this uh, because some people don't do this. But have you ever walked out of a movie in the movie theater? I've only done it one time, and it was a very long time ago. I was in high school. I'm aging myself um, with this answer, but it was Spice World. And it was not just that we walked out. We actually got a refund. Um, okay. And, yeah, that was the only one. I can pretty much sit through anything, even a movie that I don't like that much, like unless it's Unless it's an uncomfortable dislike, like from, you know, horror, like gore, or, um, I don't know, like gnarly violence. But even those, for the most part, yeah, I stay and I just close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, I have to ask because in, in all honesty, uh, a guilty pleasure movie film for me is Spice World. Oh, that's I funny. I, I saw, I was in high school as well. Um, I remember going to the theater and I, I was a freshman or a sophomore. And I remember seeing like three seniors and they like, we were supposed to be in school. Like my, like my mom was cool enough that she legitimately just got me out of school to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. They were prop they were probably ditching. Uh, but my mom was nice enough to skip me out. And they looked at me and they're like, what are you here to see? And I wasn't shy about it at all. I was like, I'm here to see Spice World. And they, the three of them, like some of the toughest dudes in school were like, us too. You want to sit with us? <laughs> and, and I, I remember, uh, I had a big crush on the Spice Girls. So I, I loved the movie. Uh, for That's you, hilarious. what point was, was the breaking point? What point were, were you and your friends saying no more, let's get our money back? 
I honestly don't even know if there's like a point in the movie that really turned, you know, made us turn the page, but um, it was not long. We weren't there for more than 15 minutes and I really don't know what it was because I was also like 16 and I love the Spice Girls, you know, in a way. Um, So I don't know. I think maybe we just weren't feeling it that day or as a group, it was not like the vibe we were looking for, but it's a very bad movie also. And maybe I was too young to enjoy it in a, like a bad, funny way. So have you since revisited and rewatched Spice World? Oh no, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I have to say, uh, I mean, in all reality, uh, it's, it's such a silly, stupid film with such a wide, a wide variety of cast, if only for a second, because there's like a split second where you see Elton John and Elvis Costello, like at concert, just saying <laughs> hi to the Spice Girls. And Meatloaf, Meatloaf is, and one of my favorite points of the entire film is Meatloaf is their bus driver. And they ask him to do something and Meatloaf goes, hey, I love those girls and I would do anything for them. But I won't do that. Of course. Of course. Yeah, that's really bad. You're describing a bad movie to me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's, it, it holds a, a near and dear special place in my heart, but I can Honestly, understand probably how it's better, a bad film. It was probably better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, uh, which I have not seen. So, <laughs> uh, which I've heard many mixed reviews on. Uh, yeah. So the only movie that you've ever walked out on is Spice World. That's, that's a good one. Uh, and it's it's direct and to the point. I I've walked out of multiple films in my life, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, I mean I've turned movies off, but I really like going to the theater. So it takes a lot to get me to walk out. I mean I I'm going in pretty much seeing things that I think I'm going to like. I don't I don't go to I don't read too much. I don't want like spoilers, but I don't go to stuff that I don't think there's a good chance that I'll like. So it's pretty rare. I, I'm right there with you. The last movie I walked out of, I walked in expecting to thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, and about 15, 20 minutes in, I looked at my wife and I went, this is fucking stupid. I'm walking out as Jupiter ascending. Oh, interesting. Have you seen <laughs> yeah. that? Have you seen that one? Do you like it? Um, I haven't seen it, but I feel like I could stay for that movie in the theater. I don't know. But I, I, I didn't like that one. But look, moving on. Is there a movie that you can watch every day? A movie you love so much, you, and you can name more than one, but a movie that that if you had to put it on every day, either to watch it or have it for background noise. Um. Your... Yeah, probably Wayne's World. Nice, nice. I love <laughs> Wayne's World. I remember going to see it in the theater. It was a double feature with my uncle. We saw Wayne's World and we saw Rodney Dangerfield's Ladybugs. Oh, that's good. That's a fun day. Yeah, that was a big year for me because I love ladybugs too. <laughs> um, but Wayne's World, uh, what, what, uh, what, what about the film endears it to you? What, what, why does it hold a special place with you? Um, I don't know. It's just so funny, and it's held up really well. And I still think all the jokes are really funny. And then there's always stuff that I like missed, and I. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just like a part of who I am, I guess. No, that's that's I I love it. I it, it it's part of my childhood, so I can definitely understand it. Um are you, are you a fan of Wayne's World 2 at all or or do you just ignore that one altogether? I like it. No, I don't ignore it. I watch it every couple years. 
And it's fun, um, but you know, it just doesn't really it doesn't really compare and it's not as much of a go to. I will agree with you on that one. Uh so that's a good one, uh, for that. Uh so aside from, from Wayne's World, because that is definitely a film from our childhood, uh, is there a film that you can watch that takes you back to your childhood to a more youthful time? Um good question. I mean, I I always go back to Mermaids, and that really, that's a, one of my favorite movies, and it's funny because I was like, I think at the time I did relate a lot to Christina Ricci's character, but then now I'm like, oh man, this is, it's so funny. My sisters and I were literally watching and re-watching and re-watching a movie about like an irresponsible single mom with her three daughters, and it's like, huh, funny, I wonder why. It was so interesting to us. (laughs) (laughs) And that's uh, Mermaids. That's Cher, right? Cher plays the mom. Yeah. 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 She's so great in it. I I don't remember watching that movie as a child. I remember uh, the box and I remember bits of it. Uh, Growing up for me, my mom worked at a video store from the time I was about nine to about 16. So I was able to rent just about any movie I wanted but my days were spent just walking the movie aisles, just looking at boxes. So yeah. I remember I remember boxes and actors really well. Yeah, same. I worked in a video store for five years, so I, I'm similar that there are movies that I cannot, I have, don't know what they're about, but I could draw the box for you. I 100%. I did that just the other day uh, with my wife. We were, we were thinking of adopting a Rottweiler, and the only thing that came to my head uh, was uh, man's best friend, and I was, <laughs> and I went I went I can tell you the box right now it's Lance uh, Lance Hendricks or whatever his name is holding a gun on one side and it's a Rottweiler with like a robotic eye on the other. Yeah. And, and, and I pulled the post and I pulled the poster up and that's just pretty much what it was. Yeah. I never know I never saw the movie I don't know what it's about but I know what the cover looks like. Right. Uh, what was the last movie you saw in the theater? Good question. Um, the last movie I saw in the theater, I I must have seen. Oh man, I can't remember. This is so bad. I'm springing the Doug Benson on you. I feel like two weeks ago I saw like a bunch of movies back to back to back. Oh, I guess I just saw Good Boys. Oh, how was Good Boys? I liked it. It's cute. It was funny. It was like a nice, you know, just light, silly movie. It's um. It's funny because I know there are stand-ups that wrote on that movie, but they're not in the credits at all. They don't get, like, a writing credit. So I'm guessing they were called in to punch it up, which makes sense because it does seem like a movie where someone had this idea that was, like, the, you know, the bones of an idea. Like, let's do a movie about kids who swear a lot. Um, Of course. And then wrote a script with, like, a rough, you know, a rough order of things and a rough plot, and then someone had to come and, like, inject. And punch it up several times. Yeah, inject actual funny lines into it. Because a lot of it is just, like, touching and cute. Um, uh, You know, not as many hard – I mean, there are hard jokes, but you can tell they were, like, put in later. Um, So, I don't know. Those comedians should get credit, I guess, is what I'm saying. But it was fun. Okay, I I will agree. Anyone anyone that has a part of of writing anything should always get credit. 
Um, I'm say I was excited for it just seeing the trailer. Um, I, I can tell you I'm seeing uh, it chapter two tonight. Mm-hmm. So, so that will be the next movie I'm seeing. But at some point, uh, I hope to see Good Boys in the theater. Would you say it's a good movie to see in the theater, or would you say it's better to wait for it on like Netflix, Hulu, watch um, it at home? Either I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think every movie is a good movie to see in the theater. I love going to the movies, so it's hard to say. But I also, you know, I have AMC A list, so it doesn't cost me anything to see things that might not, you know, that I could have waited for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see and I'm a here. comedian, so I have a lot of days open. <laughs> of course, uh, but hopefully, you know, days get filled up, so you have, you know, more, more, more busy days. But even with that, you're a comedian, so you're primarily just working at night, so your days are normally free. Well, unless I'm like acting in something or doing auditions, but yeah, for the most part, when I'm not on the road, or I mean, actually, I see a ton of movies when I am on the road because if I'm in an unfamiliar, sorry, just one sec. If I'm in an unfamiliar town or I don't know what there is to do, then I'll just go to the movie. See a movie, of course. Especially if it's hot. Um, with going to the movie, uh, do you have a favorite director, someone who you always look forward to their next film? Or if they don't make films anymore, you always enjoy just a collection of their work? Um, yeah, I'm actually, well, in that in that vein, I love David Gordon Green. I love almost everything he's ever made. and. He's, I'm enjoying his TV show right now, The Righteous Gemstones. It's super funny. Um, but he's always been definitely, like, one of my favorites. You know, I was excited about the new Tarantino release, obviously. And then, um, yeah, I don't okay. know. And uh, what would you say uh, would be your favorite David Gordon Green movie that, that he's done? So I loved All the Real Girls, and I have not seen it for some time and I feel like it might not have grown up with me because it was very like oh melodramatic a little bit um the romance of it I really loved at the time because I was like I don't know 23 or something um but I don't know I love everybody in that and that was really the first um that was really the first time that we all met Danny McBride and he was like this just smart ass like friend of the main character and I loved him right away. So, um, but the way the movie is shot is so beautiful and it just like really showcases like North Carolina and it's just a gorgeous movie, but I don't think now looking back, I, I, I'd be interested to watch it again because I feel like it's very like needlessly dramatic, their relationship. Okay. Uh, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, I am familiar with some of his other works. Uh, I love Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Your Highness. Uh, Pineapple Express is actually the only movie where I have smoked weed in a theater uh, with an, a full sold-out audience. Yeah, Pineapple Express is great. That was sort of, I guess, his like first big movie. Um, but he had been around for a long time making these like very beautiful little art films, like mostly shot in the south and oh, with a lot of the same cast um sure, so sure. yeah uh, yeah he's great but i do have to say i absolutely love uh i'd say it would be the last movie he did uh him and danny mcbride doing uh halloween oh yeah yeah and i'm, I'm super excited because i i believe they're doing the next one 
um, which is bringing back the last I heard, like three cast members from the original Halloween film. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I think is great. Did you did you get a chance to see the the new Halloween film? Are you a fan of that franchise? Um, yes, I am. It, I have a little hard time with horror sometimes, just because I'm like very weak. But but yeah, it was great. And now I think he's he's just a very capable director, and he's likable, and so people bring him on to do other stuff like that. But I'm I would love at some point if he got back to sort of like you know, his roots and doing something a little smaller. Sure, sure. Um, with going into Halloween, uh, it being a scarier film, do you remember the first movie that gave you nightmares? Um, I don't. We actually watched a ton of horror when I was a kid, so it was very normal. For some reason, I got more scared as I got older, but, you know, we watched all the the entire Freddy franchise and I had weird I had weird things with um the Robert De Niro Cape Fear like that movie scared the shit out of me so it's more like we would watch straight up horror but I would get nightmares from more like psychological thrillers or you know any story that's like about a creepy old man going after a young girl of course like... any any story that could actually take place in real life <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no, I can I can understand that. Um, <clears throat> a question uh, I like to ask: Do you happen to be a fan at all of the Back to the Future movies? Of course, yes, I love them. So I I always like to ask: Marty goes back in time. When he goes back in time, Goldie Wilson is currently mayor. When mm-hmm. he goes when he goes back, Goldie is simply cleaning up the the floors and whatnot. He's a busboy at the local the local pop shop. Does Goldie Wilson become mayor because of his own destiny? Or do you think uh, that he becomes mayor because Marty goes back in time and says to him, you're going to be mayor someday? Um, No, I think he was going to be mayor anyway because the implication was that he was hopeful and hardworking. Okay. That's that's great. I it's uh it's a question I thought of my friends uh with my friends one day <laughs> and it legitimately led us into into a lengthy conversation. So. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh but I mean with Endgame, have you seen Endgame yet? Marvel's Endgame? No. Oh, well then never mind. I won't say anything. Um <laughs> It's just a I don't quote watch from, too many comic book movies. The the quote from the from the movie it doesn't spoil anything is well back to the future is bullshit then. Uh, yeah. in, to- in talks of time travel. Um, right. Off the top of your head, if you could think of it, if you were stuck on a desert island, classic desert island scenario, and you had to take three movies with you, what three movies would you take? Uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> um, Austin Powers, the first one. <laughs> An international man of mystery. Yeah, I love Mike Myers, if you can't tell. And... Probably Stand By Me. That movie is also, like, very comforting to me, even though it's about a dark topic. I've seen it thousands of times. All right. Stand By Me. That is a uh, a classic uh, adapted from a Stephen King short story. Uh, what, what a film in its own right. The cast, I feel, is amazing. You get River Phoenix. You get Jerry O'Connell. You get... Uh, Will Kiefer, Wheaton. Will Wheaton, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Um, who was the? There were four boys, right? Um, 
Yes, you have Corey Feldman, Richard ah, Dreyfuss, John Corey Cusack Feldman. is in it briefly. Yeah, it, yeah as, as the older brother. It's it's mm-hmm. such an amazing cast. I, I, I think that's a great one. Uh, in watching it, would you watch the pie-eating scene every time, or do you think there would be times that you would just fast-forward it? Yeah, no, I always watch it. I love it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, a random one some people don't remember, and this one is all right if you don't. Do you happen to remember the first movie that you bought a ticket to that was an R-rated film? No. No, I have no idea. No, that's okay. Um, as we uh, as we draw to uh, near an end here, uh, is there a movie, uh, I like to call it a listener recommendation, a movie that you love, that you feel uh, is underappreciated or flew under the charts, that the listener should give a, a recommendation or a shot? Hmm. Well, I guess I would um, circle back and suggest going back and watching any of David Gordon Green's early stuff because uh, it's super beautiful and a lot of people just associate him with being this kind of like stoner director and he's um, got a lot more under his belt. So I'd say that, start with all the real girls maybe. Um, other than those, oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I feel like... I don't know. There's a documentary I really love that I've brought up on Douglas movies before. It's called Home Movie, and it is just about a bunch of people that have weird houses, and it's maybe like the documentary I've seen the most times in my life. It's so good and so weird, and um, yeah, I might suggest that if you can find it. It might be on streaming now, but I know for a long time it wasn't. Okay, and that one's just called Home Movies? Yeah, home movie, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you happen to have, I mean, it, it it might be Mike Myers, but do you happen to have a, a favorite actor or actress? <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. Maybe it is Mike Myers. That would be so sad for my life. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I think Mike Myers <laughs> is, a, is a fun, uh, super awesome, I mean, like one of my favorite roles that he did, it's not even a starring role, uh, and I didn't even realize it was him till almost the end of the scene. But in Glorious Bastards, he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. And I think his, like, collection of movies has probably brought me, like, the most joy. But, um, you know, aside from every Dolly Parton movie, of course. Um, Favorite Dolly I, Parton film. Favorite Dolly Parton film. Um, probably 9 to 5. Maybe Bethel Horace in Texas has a close second. But it's really hard to choose. Um, I think currently, I'm just going to go current. I think I'm pretty much like will watch and get excited about anything Mahershala Ali is in, even if it's like, I love the green book. I don't know. People hated it, but I was just like, I find him very captivating. So I don't know if he's my favorite actor of all time, but right now that's somebody that I'm like, oh, if you're in it, I'll go see it. That's awesome. And I want to say that he was just announced as uh, the new Blade for Marvel. Yeah, it's awesome. And that is, pro- and I never see comic book movies. I see them very sparingly depending on like what the sort of main character is, but I think I'll probably go see that one. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Uh, I was going to say uh, with Dolly Parton, I thought it was really funny. Uh, I don't know if you realize that her star uh, is right outside the Egyptian. Oh, I sure do. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I say hi, I say hi to her in a very psychotic way every time I'm there, which is 
pretty often because Greg Proops does his like film series there, and so. Or I mean I think he bounces it around, but yeah, every time I walk into the Egyptian, uh, the, into the Egyptian, I'm like, hi Dolly. <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, when I was up there for Malton Fest, uh, there was a little bit of time, and I was looking at the stars in the front, uh, and I took a photo of Jolly and sent it uh, to my cousin, uh, who religiously made me watch Nine to Five with him as a child. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, I lo- I was a big Straight Talk fan. I, I love uh, straight talk. Yeah. I, I, my mom, once again, worked at a video store. So when the chance came to own the movie, I jumped at the chance. I love it. Uh, it's a little funny now. Cause it, at the time I couldn't really buy James Woods as a love interest. I don't know how that ever happened in Hollywood at all, but now I'm like, he's such an asshole. It's so hard to watch. <laughs> but that, and um, Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks, his star is right in front of the Egyptian as well. Yeah. And, and he is by far uh, my favorite director of, of all time. Oh, great. Uh, I, got in, I, I, I got in trouble with, uh, as a child just for quoting Mel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like you were probably a pretty good kid. Uh, oh, I was a big troublemaker, but that's all right. Uh, final question before we get to the, the wrap-up. Childhood crush. Ooh. Well, probably River Phoenix. I mean, I still have weird feelings when I watch Stand By Me because he's a child and I'm an adult, and also he's dead, so it's like a weird form of, like, necropedophilia or something. Um, but at the, t- <laughs> at the time, with you being the age, no, I understand. And he, I, I, I can say he was a very uh, – he was definitely not ugly. He, he, was yeah. a very, he was a very attractive young man. Yeah, I also loved um, – the older brother from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, who was also in this, oh, uh, underappreciated, unknown movie called Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael with Winona Ryder that what, I watched uh, obsessively as a child. I, I, uh, I uh, Going back to random films, uh, I have a movie button for Welcome Home, uh, Roxy Carmichael. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I, I had a uh, habit as a child of collecting movie buttons from movie theaters. Uh, I legitimately have somewhere between, I'd say, 100 to 200 movie buttons. That's so um, funny. Yeah, no one's ever heard of that movie, and I watched it so much. Now, I, I, may, be, I may be wrong, but was Ethan Hawke in that one as well, or no? Not that I remember. Okay. I definitely remember seeing Winona Ryder on the poster, though. Yeah. But um, River Phoenix? Great actor. My favorite River Phoenix film uh, is Sneakers, easily, hand down. Oh, I love Sneakers. I love any caper movie, like all the Ocean series, and Sneakers is one of my favorites. Plus, it was in the Bay Area where I grew up, so I always loved, like, the part where they're, like, trying to figure out what bridge he could be going over, <laughs> although it drove me crazy because they always left out one one bridge that was close to us. And But, yeah, I love that movie. That's awesome. And I will say, uh, going back to earlier, uh, I, uh, Mike Myers, uh, being a fan of his work, uh, I visited San Francisco last year with my wife on vacation and made her go out of the way just to visit the, the diner that they film at for like well, one yeah. scene. You got to. Yeah, it, it, it was that and it was the Mrs. Doubtfire house. <laughs> yes, these are all very important things. I'm on your side. Well, thank you. Uh, with that, though, uh, those are really uh, the majority of my, my questions. Uh, cool. Where can people find you? 
Yeah, so I have a podcast called Who's Your God, and we interview mainly comedians about their religious beliefs and practices, and we talk about comedy a lot, obviously. And then I'm just on Twitter at Amy Miller, and I have shows all the time, and you can come see me in your town, probably. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Twitter, and you got an Instagram, and Who's Your God? And I'm not going to lie, for the longest time, I always thought it was called Who's Your Goddess. <laughs> nope. And, and well, do you know why? Why? Because that's what Doug Benson calls it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever you're on his show, he always calls it Who's Your Goddess. And wow. <laughs> that's what I thought it was for the longest time. <laughs> but that's awesome uh and uh i always like to end the show uh with a, pe- a message of uh of positivity uh do you have uh, something positive to pass along to the fans uh words of, of inspiration words of wisdom anything of that nature oh yeah well this is a movie podcast so when everything is super super shitty and you feel like there's no hope you can always go see a movie don't forget sometimes I forget and then I go see one and I immediately feel better so um yeah my positive note I guess is you deserve to do things that you enjoy and it's better for your life so go do that I like that that's great Amy uh thank you for coming on the show Folks, please feel free to reach out to her on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Let her know that you enjoyed her on the show. Uh, as always, you can find me at TLPYW on Twitter and at the last podcast she won on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. And until next week, tip the veal, try the staff. I'll see you then. Ever wonder how your buddy got those exclusive wrestling superstar action figures? Finn Balor, or even that Ric Flair autograph 8x10 photo that you can't find in stores? Chances are they came from Pro Wrestling Loot, Professional Wrestling's most unique and fan-friendly monthly subscription box. Pro Wrestling Loot customizes a 5-7 item mystery box for wrestling fans that includes exclusive t-shirts, action figures, collectibles, trading cards, pins, autographs, and more that you can't find anywhere else. Today, for all of our last podcast you'd want listeners, we have a deal for you. Just head over to ProWrestlingLoot.com and enter the promo code LASTPODCAST to check out to save 20% off your first box with Pro Wrestling Loot. With over 20,000 followers online and presence at some of the biggest conventions in the United States, including WrestleCon and StarCast, Pro Wrestling Loot just isn't a business. With ties to indie, mainstream, lucha libre, American, and European pro wrestling, Pro Wrestling Loot is always sending out the most unique items with you in mind over the last five years. Sign up today at ProWrestlingLoot.com for just $24.99 and start receiving your monthly Pro Wrestling Loot box. Plus, for a limited time, enter code LASTPODCAST and receive 20% off your first box. Pro Wrestling Loot. For the fan in all of us. Thanks for coming to see our show. Sad to tell you we got to go. Grab your hat and head for the door. In case you didn't notice Mary anymore. If you like our show, tell everyone but. If you think it's great, keep your big mouth shut.